Coming to you from the Blaswam Media Studios, this is Fireside Chats, talking to the real difference makers in the world. Now, here is your host, John Crump. Happy Thursday. It's the last episode of the week, and it's the last episode of our ugly Christmas sweater week one. We're going to be doing it later on in the year with other ugly Christmas sweater shirts today. It's actually a t-shirt, but I like it. It's my Infinity Gauntlet ugly Christmas sweater t-shirt. Uh, thank you for voting for me. Uh, let me just get my plugs. I'll get to our guest really quick. Uh, one thing, I don't have no idea what was going on with the videos, but you can support me on Patreon, patreon.com slash John Crump. 100% of the proceeds goes to our projects right now. We are helping uh, pay for the treatment of my niece, Bella, who has the IPG, which is childhood brain cancer. Uh, if you want to do the GoFundMe, too, there is also a GoFundMe for her, and that is crumpy.com slash GFM. We have the Mando custom Mandalorian rifle going on right now. Go to crumpy.com slash Mando to bid on that. Right now, it's at $1,400. let us go ahead and bring it up. I just want to show me your watch. If you buy a watch from uh, uh, Peace Times 38, this is the Sampalo. It's usually 16000 They got on sale for uh, $10,000. All the proceeds will go to Bella as well. Uh, we are sponsored by Tusk. Tusk is the only gun-friendly cryptocurrency out there. Go to Tusk Network to find out more. And one more plug, then we'll get to it. BlackSwanTactical.com slash Crumpy. 100% of the proceeds of everything you spend there will go to my niece, Bella. All right. So I see Joe Drag out there, Gorillas and Guns, Flying Rich, and a bunch of other people. Just want to say hi there. And I am going to uh, bring in my guest here. Uh, he has been banned from Facebook, apparently, like uh, so many other people, me. Uh, not banned. Well, I guess it, we'll get into that in a second. Let me bring him on. Sorry, I'm rambling here. There's also a big announcement about another podcast that I will be doing shortly. Um, it's going to be really cool. It's a really big sponsor, and it's awesome. It's going to be separate from this podcast, probably done on Saturday nights. Oh, one more thing before we get to it. Uh, we're going to be doing a Christmas special where we got a lot of gifts to give away. A $100 gift certificate to Uncle Sam's Misguided Children. A $50 gift certificate to Black Swan Tactical. We're going to be giving away a Mantis 10X Elite, which is about $250. We're going to be giving away some patches. Uh, some books that I'll be signing. My book, All Proceeds Go to Bella as well. Uh, and we'll be giving away a few of these, which is the X-Tech Speedloader. Thank you for all the people for making the Christmas special possible. More information is going to be coming out about that very shortly, part of the next couple days. All right. So I interviewed Merrill Rutledge, who's going to be running for governor of Virginia as a Republican. He has uh, three other people he's running against as a Republican. Uh, tonight is the second part of the episode, and this is Kurt Santini, and he is a Republican candidate for governor of my commonwealth and your commonwealth of Virginia. How are you doing, Mr. Santini? I'm doing great. How are you? Fighting tyranny every day, just like every other patriotic American. Oh, yeah. Tyranny has to be fought. It's on our flag, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> Sometimes people forget that, I think. Yeah. 
I, I think it's been lost uh, throughout the years due to liberalism, other issues along them areas, I'm sure. Well, I think they tried to convince us that tyranny doesn't exist. Oh, it, it, it completely exists. It, it, perfect example of today being being censored by Facebook. Yeah, what happened there, man? Uh, I had an event last night that I went and spoke at. Um, basically, I told the governor to stick it. You know, uh, Campbell County passed a resolution the night before last, basically nullifying Governor Northam's uh, 63 and 67 mandates, saying the, can uh, the county's not going to enforce or fund any action towards those mandates and against the citizens of Campbell County. And I, I spoke at that and uh, stood up for, for our rights. And, you know, I brought that up last night in my video and, and I talked about, you know, the election fraud that's going on across our country and even here in Virginia. And when I got done with my speech, I uploaded it on Facebook, went to bed, woke up this morning and cut off. As a matter of fact, not only was I cut off, my wife is an admin on my campaign page and my campaign manager is a camp, uh, admin on my campaign page. They closed their accounts as well. That's what they did to me. When I got shut down, I have uh, admins on my page uh, to, help me, to help me run it because I had a pretty sizable page on Facebook and I would get probably like 60 to 70 messages a day and probably a thousand comments a day. So I really couldn't handle all that. So I had to have people help me prioritize the stuff, you know, say, Hey, you got to look at this, got to look at that. Um, yeah. I got a lot of tips. And they took all those guys out. And one of the guys was named Ed in there. And basically like you're a QAnon guy, which I'm not a QAnon guy. He's not a QAnon guy. And he, you know, I was talking to him. He's like, this told me I was a QAnon guy. I was like, really? He goes, I'm going to have to go, look up QAnon because I have no idea what it is and I should be I should be aware of what I'm being accused of being. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, they have no concept of understanding of what we're doing. They have no concept or care about the First Amendment, the sec any any of our constitutional rights at this point. Yeah. Well Camilla Harris wrote an amicus brief uh and basically said the individual does not have the right to bear arms. Yep. So I, I posted that amicus brief to my page with no context and Facebook marked that as false. It was a link <laughs> to the Supreme court website. Yeah. It, they're, they're overstepping their bounds. Uh, and, and here's the bottom line. They are so scared right now because they're being pushed into a corner by patriots like you and me that are standing up for their, our, our country's rights that they're violating every aspect of our rights to try to silence us. Uh, they, they 100% are. And how do we fix that? Vote for somebody like me. It's got to be fixed on the state level. Okay. It, it's never going to happen in the federal government. It's too big, too corrupt. Uh, and, and I truly believe term, term limits is how we fix that. Yeah, there is. A definitely a need for term limits. Uh, George Washington didn't think that anyone should be a career politician. Right. And yet that's what we have. Exactly. 
you know, he believed, you know, you got to do one, two terms and then you go back yeah. to your normal life. But we have career politicians. Um, and I think that's where the issue is. And what always amazes me is the people that go into politics and, and they're not very rich. But when they come out of politics, they are incredibly rich. Filthy rich. Like, like Tim Payne here in Virginia, who's worth over $300 million, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, de definitely. But when he got into politics, I probably wasn't worth three hundred million dollars. No, he was. He's probably lucky to have five, ten million, and that's actually what he he would have earned throughout the career that he's had in politics. He's only earned, you know, ten, fifteen million dollars worth of taxpayers' dollars, but somehow that ten, fifteen million turned into into over three hundred. Amazing how that happens, right? Not really. We, we know how it happens, but they created laws that protect them from us yeah. so that we can't go after them for that corruption. They made corruption legal. You mean like 10% to the big man? Yep. If you don't know what that means, in Hunter Biden's leaked emails, he talked about having to give 10% to the big man, which was Joe Biden, of anything, of meetings with Joe Biden. So they were selling access, pay for play. Uh, one thing that always amazes me and a lot of people don't know, which I think most people should know, but they just don't, is that politicians are exempt from insider trading laws. They are exempt from a lot more than that. And that's part of the problem. So let, let's say, I'm going to step past governor. Let's say you get you become a senator or something like that. Would you push for laws to make it to make politicians more accountable or even at the state level? If you become governor, will you push for laws to make uh, people more accountable? Absolutely. Uh, I'm running on a Virginia constitutional revision. OK, I want to revise the Virginia Constitution. I want to put in term limits. I want to end their qualified immunity. And I want to create a study comprised of Virginia citizens to review the current laws that are on the book and make recommendations for removal or revision of those laws. Right. Our legislators should be held to the same laws and standards that we the people are held to. Yeah, exactly. Here's something I don't know if you knew or not. I'm, I'm a journalist. So I write. I do a lot of Oprah requests, which is basically like a FOIA request on the state level. Yeah. Open records request. Do you know that I can get information about the governor and stuff like that, emails and stuff like that from the governor, but uh, the uh, state representatives, the state senators, or the state delegates, they're exempt from OPA request? Yeah. I think that needs to be changed. They put that law in to protect themselves because if we can't find it, we can't charge them with it. We can't fight against it. Yeah, and so I like do a lot. Uh, the governor doesn't like me because I'm always requesting stuff and suing him. He actually, he actually, Northam actually said, "Mr. Crump has a penchant for suing me," and I responded with, "Mr. Northam has a penchant for violating my rights." Yep, absolutely. You know, when I call the governor's office, normally they answer the phone. Yes, Mr. Santini, what can I do for you today? <laughs> yeah. They that, know me before they even answer the phone. They know it's me. All right. So let's get into some gun stuff, and then we're going to get into what that different what 
by the way, uh, Merrill Rutledge, when I had him on my show, uh, he didn't think too too much of uh, of. I asked him, I was like, "What do you think of your competition?" And he was like, "He was like, I don't like them." Besides, Kurt Santini. <laughs> Sometimes it seems like he's campaigning more for me than he is himself. Yeah, it, it was kind of funny. He was like, "He's a good guy." <laughs> I was like, "All right, but you don't like because the other two. So that That's good." So. Actually, before we get into the good stuff, one question that I always like to ask everyone, and it's actually in the questions I'm going to be answer, asking, answering for Amelia, but I just want to know it for the audience out there. So if you're watching this after you read the article, uh, you probably already know the answer. But why do you want to be governor of Virginia? It seems like a big headache. Believe me, it is a big headache, without a doubt. I mean, just running is a headache. That's what I'm talking about. He is if regular people like me don't step up to run to do the right thing, people like me who have the integrity to say no to that pay to play to do right by the people, nothing's going to change. And I've seen the atrocities. I see the injustices across all levels. I've been down to Richmond uh, during the Black Lives Matter protests. I've spoke to the people down there. They have real concerns and real problems that need to be addressed that are being pushed off by the Republicans as you know, they're just Black Lives Matter, Marxist, socialist people. The, those people are not. They, they want nothing to do with the organization. They're using the BLM movement to, to raise up their own voice for their own concerns. Uh, and then you've got people like me that are very strong constitutional people that are tired of our rights being violated year after year. I'm going to take a little bit more of your second amendment this year um, that have no voice. I mean, we went to Richmond in January over, I mean, tens of thousands of people and the governor just ignored every one of us, every one of us. And it's those kind of injustices that we need to change. And that's not going to happen unless you have somebody that has the backbone to say no and do what's right by the people, not what's right by their back pocket or their next election. Yeah, during Lobby Day last year, the governor went to North Carolina. Yep. It was Beach House. It was Beach House, yeah. <sighs> He's also apparently been there during the whole COVID lockdown when you're not supposed to be traveling. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard about those rumors. I've not been able to verify it. I called the FFA on it, asked him if any of the governor's planes had left uh, Richmond. Uh, headed for North Carolina. They keep track of all that. Did a FOIA request on it. Um, nothing came back from that. So if he did go there, he didn't fly. So no. we couldn't. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I got it on good authority. I don't have proof. I don't, because they didn't mark it down. I got, a good, I got it on good authority that he did. Uh, I don't yeah. think he, no. I'm positive I didn't, he didn't fly um, from what I'm hearing. Um, do as I say, not as I do. That's the way our governor runs our state. Yeah. He, I mean, during the whole COVID thing, where he's telling people to wear masks, he's out there taking pictures with people with no masks, arms around them and stuff. Well, uh, yesterday, he did a press conference yesterday. He was standing next to people without his mask on. His, the lady that did, did the sign language for him, within three feet of him, was not wearing a mask. She was violating his own mandates right in front of him. Yeah, uh, there's a video. There's a band called Five Finger Death Punch. I don't know if you've ever heard of them or not. Love Five Finger Death Punch. 
bunch. Yeah, they have so they're they're big in the veteran community. Oh yeah, I follow them closely. They have a video out uh, for the new song, and uh, it has a lady with a uh, a communist pin on that said exempt. You know, no face mask going on, putting face masks on people. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, everybody's starting to stand up and and assert their First Amendment uh, rights, but you know the 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 governmental machine is is doing everything everything they can to to trample on those rights to silence us. Yeah, I don't think they care. No, they don't. I mean, blatantly, they are blatantly trying to silence us. Yeah, what if I loved Hillary when she said her server was secure and there was secret service on the property? Yeah, yeah. It was rich, flying rich. It was not in her basement. It was in her bathroom. I'm serious. It was. It was in a bathroom converted. Yeah, he was saying that she had her server in the basement. Yeah, it, it, it's really funny. The Hillary Clinton thing he brings up. That's another example of people doing it. Because I worked for the State Department before. And I went to the same security briefings that she did, and I would be prosecuted. Yeah, <laughs> I did what she did. <laughs> we get charged for things that they just get to walk away from. Yeah. So you're going to get rid of qualified immunity for senators and and governors and and basically everyone in the state, which no, is no, 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 state and federal. Okay. Oh, you state and federal. Our federal representatives are representing Virginia, not the federal government. Okay, you in their term, you set term limits. You in their qualified um, immunity. That applies to them as well. Oh, I like that. The Supreme Court ruled on it, and we will fight it, and we will win. I, I, I definitely do like that. All right, let's talk about guns a little bit. We are a gun show, and we, I do write for Ammo Land, and I am the Virginia. Just on the other side of this computer. That's good. Don't don't touch it. You know, uh, Facebook. Uh, not Facebook. Uh, if you touch it, it yeah. Uh, I I talked to a guy over there about it. Uh, one of my friends who works there. Uh, and I asked him specifically about it. If if that was an anti-gun move, uh, he's a gun guy, and he's like, honestly, he's like, most of the time I'll say, I I would say, yeah, it would if I was on the outside looking in, but they had a lot of pressure from people committing suicide online. So, so he actually fought. He fought that fought it, but that was the compromise that they had was, you know, if if the algorithm, the machine learning detects it a gun in your hand, then it will cut the feed. But if it's like in the background and stuff, that's fine. That was their compromise. Yeah, it, but that compromise is temporary because eventually they're going to start censoring the word gun. <laughs> I guarantee you that they will. Yes, sir. I mean, this is actually my second YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, this one is my first one got terminated a while ago. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate that we it's it's gotten to this point. Um, but you know what? I, I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to. I if anything's going to change, it's going to change on the state level. You got to start with your localities and work up through the state system, the state government. Uh, before you can even attempt to change anything in the federal government. That's the reality of the direction this needs to go. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Gorillas and Guns says politicians should be held to a much higher standard. 
um, of accountability than us. They're supposed to be examples. Yep. They're all supposed to be representatives, which they don't seem to represent anything but themselves. Right. How can you be up by and for the people if you've been in politics for 15, 20, 30, 40 years? You, you have a disconnect between the, the, the people. And yeah. I think Jefferson wrote something on that. And I, yeah. I don't have that top of my head, but he talked talked about that yeah yeah another thing is a lot of these politicians have never done anything but be a politician yeah right out of college working on a campaign as a campaign advisor uh campaign then maybe you know the assistant to that guy that got elected i think ben klein was one of those right mm -hmm. he worked under uh goodlatte for years when goodlatte retired he just stepped right in yeah, it, that, that's what happens. There is a lot of people that say a Republican can't win the governorship of Virginia. What do you say to that? I, I disagree, okay? I probably have just as many Democrats willing to vote for me as I have Republicans right now because I'm running on term limits and qualified immunity. You've got this big distrust between the people and the government. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat distrusting Republicans or you're a Republican distrusting Democrats. You, everybody knows there's a level of corruption in there on both sides of the aisle, and everybody wants to end that. I, I don't know how many times I've handed my card to a, a Democrat, and they said, well, I'll take your card, but I'm not going to vote for you. Well, why? Because I'm gay. What does that have to do with anything? Well, I'm, you know, I'm pro this, pro that. Well, it doesn't matter. Your concerns matter to me because you are a Virginia citizen. I, I want to find solutions for everybody, not just the parties. And they say, okay, what are you running on? I want, I want to put in term limits. Well, that interests me. I want to end our legislators' qualified immunity. Well, now I'm going to look you up. You got my vote. I like that. We need to do that. That's also how we're going to be able to start building unity and trust. Okay. Right now we're so divided as a country and there's nothing we can do about it because that division is coming from the political elite. Yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right there. Um, plus the guy that is probably going to be running on uh, the democratic side. He has a little history with women. Let's say, yeah, yeah. Right. I want to get to you're talking about. Uh, of course, none of those things have been proven. They settled out of court, or you know, they withdrew their charges. I'd love to see their bank accounts. That's what I'd love. Yeah, the, well, there's six of them. Come on, yep. <laughs> one maybe, two maybe. Trump did it. We're going to impeach him. Yeah, yeah. If it, that was it, Republican, he would be. If, if, uh, yeah. if if uh Justin Fairfax was a Republican or Northam was a Republican or Hearing was a Republican, they would have been crucified in the media. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that's the, the media plays a big part of it. You know, um a good majority of those large donations come from the media. From from the, the owners of the media, the board members of the media, those those 
rich elite that, you know, want to try to control the narrative of everything. And, you know, when when the media is putting out all this divisive rhetoric, that, that gives them more money because more people are excited about it. And the reality of it is none of that is doing any of us any good. It's actually pushing us closer to a civil war or a revolution. And I'm, I'm more in tune with the revolution than I am a civil war. Yeah, there is definitely um, that, that to think about. Like the big power structure keeps themselves in power by causing division. Yep. Uh, the majority of the people are somewhere in the middle. But the power structure divides us. Divide yeah. and conquer, right? That's you, how they're based. You yeah. shouldn't like that. Let me tell you why. Then they convince you, and then they go to that side or the other. All right. All right. I see G-Webs out there. Hello, G-Webs. Uh, let's get into some gun stuff. Let's talk about your stances on the Second Amendment. Because a lot of people say, I'm pro-Second Amendment, but they have conditions on it they say i'm pro second amendment but you shouldn't have a machine gun i'm pro second amendment but air should be banned what i have conditions like everybody else and and they're really really simple conditions you shouldn't own a nuclear weapon or a weapon of mass destruction those are my conditions you want to own an automatic weapon it is your constitutional right we had automatic weapons when they put the Second Amendment in our Constitution. Yeah. Yeah. We had uh, basically the people had the same uh, the same rifles and everything as the military. Better um, than the military in most cases. Yeah. You're right. Better than the military. They were definitely more accurate than the military. Uh, yep. There was also a... Um, Thing that I just learned about, there was a uh, case back because right now they're saying like, "Oh, does that rifle have any sporting purposes? Oh, that's a weapon of war." And uh, there was uh, a case for the shotgun back uh, right after the NFA passed, and it was short and a short barrel shotgun. It was like very short; it was like two inches. Right. So they sued and it went all the way to the Supreme court and they ruled that they could ban that shotgun because there, there was no military application for that shotgun. So they banned it because it wasn't a weapon of war. Well, and, and here's the, here's the issue through all of this. Okay. Laws are created by man under the guise of manipulation. Okay. If I can convince you that this is going to save enough lives or that this is going to do more good than harm, then we should create this law. It doesn't matter that it violates the Constitution to them. And that's a part of the problem we have in every law that we currently have in America, federal and state. The Constitution is the supreme law of the land. Anything notwithstanding is, or anything contrary is notwithstanding. They know that they cannot go in and create a and, and change the Constitution because it has to be voted on by the people. It has to be put on the ballot for the people to make the decision if we want that amendment or not. The Second Amendment has never been amended. 
But how many laws do we have saying what weapons we can and can't have, where we can and can't go with those weapons, where I'm allowed to defend myself or my family, where I'm not allowed to defend myself and my family? They created the laws and convinced the people in the state to follow them because they knew that they couldn't amend the Constitution. They knew it would never pass the ballot. Yeah, that that is that is correct. Uh, the Bill of Rights is sometimes what I call, um, I don't know if anybody else calls it, but I definitely call it a Bill of Negative Liberties. When I call it a Bill of Negative Liberties, it's not because it's a negative liberty to you or me, but it's a negative liberty to the government. It's telling the government, you cannot touch this right. And it also doesn't actually create a right it acknowledges a right that already exists right um so that's why i call it the bill of negative liberties and i said that one time and somebody uh that all they heard was negative liberties and they got all upset at me i'm like no you gotta listen to what i'm saying you should take out the word negative and put limited yeah maybe that, that. Bill of limited liberties it limits the government's ability to limit your liberties i like that maybe i should change that all right. So you were in the military, right? What did you do in the military? I was in the military from 1998 to 2001. Yeah. And uh, what did you do in the military? Special operations. First of the yeah. 70th Ranger Battalion. Yeah, you're a Ranger, right? I, I got some friends in 10th group. Uh, so, yeah. I know those guys. I got friends there as well. And third and a few others. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a big military population around here. So uh, a lot of training together yeah so is that where your love of guns came from or was it before that oh long before that uh my father my my grandfather my great-grandfather fought in world war ii my grandfather fought in the korean war and in vietnam i had family members that fought in vietnam in just about every conflict we've had just at on some level and uh i think i'm my first firearm was gifted to me on my seventh or eighth birthday. It was a 22 rifle. Uh, let me guess. 1022? Oh, yeah. 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 Mar Mar oh, Marlin 22. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, my family has military in it. My wife's military. She was Air Force and everything else like that. Um, and I'm a direct descendant of General Putman, um, who... Uh, fought in the Battle of Bunker Hill. He might or might not have said, don't fire bef before you see the whites of their eyes. There's a kind of debate whether, which of two the generals, there's two generals that are credited with saying it. So, generals are always accredited with saying and doing what the men under their command do. And yeah. that's all right because we don't do it for, for fame or fortune. We do it for, for the love of liberty. Yeah, so my family goes back. My family's military history goes back to the very beginning. Every war, everything. Uh, unfortunately, my family is is actually immigrant. Okay, my family immigrated to the United States after the Civil War in the 1800s, at the fall of Napoleon. Uh, my very distant relative was a aide to Napoleon. He, he was considered his right hand man. And when Napoleon fell, my, my relative felt persecution 
and sent his sons to America. And that's where my lineage comes from. Oh, that's really cool. Uh, my wife is an immigrant. Uh, she's actually Italian. I'm Italian as well. Love yeah. I got yeah, uh, they all speak Italian, and sometimes I don't really speak Italian that well. But whenever I do understand them, they just speak faster. Yeah, yeah, so you don't. <laughs> yeah, they're Sicilian. Yep, yep. Yeah, uh, so I don't speak Italian. Um, I, I'm an, I was born and raised American. Uh, I don't have that, that heritage in my family that, that stick stuck with us, but... Uh, I love, I love all cultures. So, you know, my, my family is very multicultural. My grandfather's black. I have a sister that married a guy from Chile. She's a Chilean resident now. Um, I have grandkids that are half Latino. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My wife, uh, they came from Italy. Um, and they are, her whole family is incredibly patriotic. Because of, you know, they know what it's like in Italy. And, yeah. and they see what it's like in Italy. I see what it's like in Italy going back there. Um, people have this, like, I think this, I don't know how to say it, this uh, utopian view of Europe. And we should be more like Europe. But if you uh, actually look at what it's like in Europe, it's totally different. I'm going to put up your banner as well um, for where to donate. If you want to donate to Kurt's campaign, you can go ahead and donate right there. The link is up. I'm going to leave that up for a little while here. Yeah, no problem. So how is the campaign trail going? I know it's you guys have been all over the place. I've been following the campaign. Yeah. Um, you know, I said in a speech last night, you don't see me doing a lot of rallies, uh, a, a lot of social gatherings, because I'm doing a lot of work behind the scenes. Um, but I'm, I'm talking to people of all walks of life, Democrat, Republican, in, independent, libertarian, and, and they're all on the same page. You know, we need to limit our government. We need to start building towards unity. And that's not going to happen until we can wipe the slate clean and get out the career corrupt indoctrinating politicians. And, and when I say indoctrinating, what I'm talking about is the um, every, every time a new politician is elected, they come into office and that that career politician that's been there, you know, 15, 20, 30, 40 years, he says, this is how you do things. This is how you don't. This is what you do say. This is what you don't. And if those new politicians don't follow along through their indoctrination, then they get shut out. And ultimately, they don't win a second or third term and nothing gets accomplished because they're being you know, suppressed by. By the big governmental machine. Yes, they definitely are. They're definitely being suppressed by the big governmental machine. Uh, I'm about to get a little bit better light. I apologize for the lighting. I've, I've got somebody. There we go. How's that? Can you uh, see me? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, sorry about that for the first 10 minutes. It took a minute to happen. Uh, it's okay. Um, it's okay. Most of our viewers actually watch on, actually listen. Can yeah. we 
tomorrow, okay, this is the way it works. We record live by via video, and people can comment, watch, ask questions, whatnot. Uh, and then the majority of our listeners, actually our listeners, the podcast goes out 24 hours later. Actually, actually about 18 hours later, but tomorrow it will go out. So, yeah. uh, if you become governor, what is the first thing you are going to do? What is your first priority? Term limits. Term limits. Fix anything so long as those career politicians are in there doing everything they can to shut you down. That's that, the reality. How do you get these career politicians to agree to that? State of emergency. State of emergency? The governor has the ability to declare a state of emergency and call our legislators into special session. They will stay in special session until they put term limits on the ballot. Okay. And that's the thing about my candidacy. I'm trying to give the power back to the people. Everything's going to be done through vote. I'm not going to dictate. I'm not going to executive order because that's the same merry-go-round that we continue to be on. Every time a new governor comes in, he erases what the old one done through an executive order. And you, you can't do that. We got to go back to the Constitution to where it's solidified. Yeah, the executive order thing is something that I really don't like because the executive orders orders were put in place back when it took like two weeks to get back to where you're going. So it was for emergency use. Back then in Lee County, took took them four days to ride a horse to get to Richmond to be able to take care of whatever uh, legislative issues we had. Yeah. Now you can be there in a half an hour in an airplane. Oh, correct. That's also why when they when they put in the qualified immunity, that's also why they said 15 days before and 15 days after, because they didn't want our legislators being arrested on the way to a special session. With the way our government works now, which I, I'd love to end their qualified immunity, but somebody may have an argument to just amend it. And if we amend it, it needs to be while you are actually sitting in your office taking care of governmental business. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Uh, I had a question for you. Uh, this year's a VCDL rally day uh, is going to be a drive-by. Um, yep. Basically, we're going to drive. <laughs> that's not about It's going to be. Uh, Look on my Facebook. I shared that. But yeah. uh, sorry, I ain't got a Facebook no more. Yeah, uh, the reason why is because they told Philip Van Cleve that he could not apply for the permit uh, before uh, six months. But they made an exception for all these anti-gun groups for over a year in advance. Yep. Uh, what do you think of that? That's that's exactly what they're doing in, in legislation. It, it's the same thing. It's say one thing, but do another. OK. Um, and, and again, you know, they're making exceptions for one side or the other. And to be honest with you, the Republicans play the same game. The career elite Republicans play the same game. None of that's going to change until we actually can get out those career corrupt politicians. That's why term limits is so important. I'm, I'm sorry I keep bringing that up, but that is the start to fixing every problem we have. 
Yeah, it 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 definitely is. Yeah, the Republicans do play the same game. Um, the the Republican Party in Virginia has been described as in chaos. Is that true, or is that just what the media? That is absolutely true. Absolutely Why? true. Now, now when I'm talking about the Republican Party, I I'm not talking about the county level committees, okay? Because those committees are doing everything right by the people in their area. The problem is we have leadership that's not uniting those committees. We're so divided culturally as a country that even within one locality, you have 500 different cultures living and they're not gonna agree on everything. And what you have is people drawing a line rather than working for solutions and compromise that work for everybody. And that's what's causing the chaos. The Republican lead. Uh, take, for example, Amanda Chase announced way back in February. OK, I announced in July. I, I've not been stealing thunder from, you know, the, the, the current election that we were in from July to November. I've been campaigning for, for those candidates. But I, I reached out to the Republican chairman and I said, you know, you ran on helping grassroots candidates like myself. How can you help me? His response was, reach out to me after this election. I want to concentrate on this election. And then you see him doing live Facebook feeds with Amanda Chase running for governor. You see pictures and photo ops with him with Amanda Chase running for governor. You know, that's very, that's very at least in the perception, there, there's a perception of bias by me because of that. If, if, if I were chairman, governor, I would try to avoid that bias at all costs because A, I don't want to be biased. I don't want the perception of bias because that causes division. I want to help anybody I can, however I can. And grassroots candidates like me don't feel like we're getting that help. Interesting. Yeah, uh, that is definitely interesting. So do you think Amanda Chase is the Virginia Republican Party's uh, favorite, I guess you can say? No, I don't. Um, I, I There's not been a single Amanda Chase supporter that I've talked to face to face that didn't turn around and say, I have your vote. Or, or I have their vote. I have flipped every Amanda Chase supporter that I've spoken to face to face. Oh, why is that? Because she's like every other career politician. I mean, to the T. She she gets on, on stage and she says, I'm not a career politician. Three seconds later, she says, I know how to win because I've been working in politics for over a decade and a half. That's a career politician, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I didn't know that. And then uh, she got caught taking money from a special interest group that was backed by George Soros. Her response was, I'll take money from anybody. I'll just use it for good. That's what every career politician says. And you start bringing up these facts to people and they're going, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And you know, I, I talked to a guy, I said, if all this is true, do I have your vote? He said, absolutely. 
I reached out my hand, I shook his hand, and I said, thank you, sir. I appreciate you voting for me. All right. Let's talk about Kirk Cox. What's your difference? Oh, he went to Gorillas and Guns. Wants to know Gorillas and Guns. He's from Virginia, I guess. Um, and he wants to know what do you think about Kirk Cox? What what separates you from Kirk Cox? I'm not a career politician, man. I've never worked in politics, volunteered for a campaign, nothing. My experience from politics comes from being a disabled veteran, having atrocities. A committed against me by the Veterans Administration and filing federal congressional complaints, calling my senators, calling my governors, all to get the same answer. Sorry, we can't help you. We don't find evidence of atrocities. Hmm. Interesting. Since we've done the other two, let's do Merrill Rutledge. <laughs> what separates you from Merrill? He divides everybody. Okay. If you don't agree with him, he starts cussing at you, cursing at you, calling you names. If you ask him a question in the wrong manner, he starts spitting out all these horrible, you know, words that people don't want to hear. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I'm if I'm in a group of people that are throwing up, you know, the F bomb and, and B word and S word, and, you know, whatever. I'll join along because that's your freedom of speech. And those words aren't profane to me. You're military. Folk. <laughs> it, it, they're attention getters. They're oh, yeah. enhancers, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you have to respect the people that don't like hearing those words, right? So when you use those words in on a video or even just in, in a comment that you're typing, uh, people find offense to that and you're pushing them away and you can't push away anybody right now and their concerns, whether you agree with them or not, their concerns are real and mean something to them. You need to take them seriously as a politician. It shouldn't matter if you're a Republican and you're talking to somebody that's pro-choice. Pro-choice means something to them. And, and you got to have that conversation with them to try to find solutions. You can't just shut them down and say, you're a liberal snowflake. I'm not going to listen to you because that's just division. That just pushes them away and makes them feel like you don't care about them. And I actually care about them. I actually care about the issues that, that are important to them. Now, me, 100% pro-life, I hope I can, you know, call for a state of emergency for abortions and completely stop it with exceptions to those medical emergencies. Um, but the reality of it is we need to find solutions that work for everybody. And I'm willing to have those conversations. Merle Rutledge is not. Yeah. I think the best thing to do uh, to change someone over to your side is not to debate them, but to have a discussion with them and open and have a discussion to yeah. talk to them. Find out why they think the way they think and let them know the way you think. Uh, and you might not find common ground, but chances are you will find a little bit of common ground at least. And, and that's the thing. There are There is more that we have in common as Americans, as Virginians, than we do that separates us. There are literally just a handful of things 
that any one person in this state is going to disagree with me on. And the media, the the career elite politicians take those that handful of things and make them really big issues so that we draw that line. In reality, those issues are small in comparison to the large number of problems that we have that need to be fixed. Yeah, well said. Uh, very well said. So after term limits and qualified immunity, what is your next step in Virginia? Um, we need to secure the Second Amendment. We need to revise the Second Amendment with language that makes it very, very difficult for any future legislators to violate that. Uh, you know, you got laws that they've taken all the way to Supreme Court where a Supreme Court judge who is a human being who has an opinion, which is all law is, is opinion. Outside of your God-given rights, law is just an opinion. That's why they call them opinions in the court cases. Exactly. 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 We, we need to put in a language in, under the Second Amendment that um, makes it so you cannot pass a law on a state level without changing the Constitution, without putting it up to a vote so the people can vote on those controversial controversial issues. After that, I mean, our Fourth Amendment, okay? We're supposed to be secure in our persons and our property. Mm-hmm. We're not. Right now, a police officer can pull you over, come up with any reason to pull you out of your car, put you in handcuffs, search your vehicle, and no matter what he finds, he can charge you with that. Well, that's a violation of your Fourth Amendment. He's supposed to swear under oath of affidavit and get a warrant specific to what he's searching for. I have a solution to that. I actually have a solution that allows officers to do that without violating our rights. What's your solution? Live stream body cams and administrative law judges watching those live streams. That law judge sees something on the live stream during a legal traffic stop. He can swear under oath what he saw on that video, create a warrant specific to what he saw, so that no matter what else that police officer finds in there, that that person cannot be charged with it. Okay. So, um, with that said, uh, what do you say to people who say that's unrealistic or whatnot? We have the technology, and and the problem the problem we have right now is we don't have the infrastructure for it. Okay, there are areas across every part of our country that don't have cell phone service or internet. Uh, so you have to build that infrastructure for that police officer, no matter where he's at, to have that live stream camera. Now I'm not offering the general public to see that live stream. What I'm offering is for a qualified person to watch that live stream. And they, if, if someone FOIA requests it, you know, they can get it, whatever. But something else that does is that protects our officers. That actually gives our officers more protection, okay? Because if something goes down and that officer has to pull his firearm and defend himself, 
or he gets in a physical struggle altercation with a, a, a criminal, he does not have time to call for backup. And, and those guys are on the line. Seconds count. If you've got somebody watching a live stream, they can call for backup during that struggle and save 10, 30, 40 seconds on response to getting that officer the help he needs. Yeah. One of the interesting things about police body cams, um, I have a friend that's a, that's a cop in DC and uh, he arrested some guy and they have body cams. And my friend used to be against body camps. Oh, you know, you know, it always feels like someone's watching us and whatnot until mm -hmm. someone accused him of uh, police brutality. And then they will watch the body cam footage and it basically because like, oh, he called me the N-bomb and punched me and everything. So they reviewed the body cam footage and none of that was there. So after that, he's like, the body cam footage saved my career. Yeah, body body cams, body cams protect the innocent and, and our police officers. Okay. They, they protect your civil rights because here's the other side of live streaming body cams. If a police officer is violating your rights, that administrative law judge can radio him, hey, stop. And if he doesn't, that administrative law judge can call for backup for the citizen for another police officer to step in and arrest that police officer who's violating your rights. Yeah, there is a good YouTube channel I think you might like. It's called... I'm not, I'm not affiliated with or anything, but it's called Audit the Audit, which is uh, basically a guy who watches police interactions and he grades the police and he grades the person. Uh, and he's very, very fair. Sometimes the cops are getting an A plus. Sometimes they get an F. Sometimes the the citizen gets an A plus. Sometimes they get an F. But you know, it's just about like how much, how like how much people know about their rights. Uh, and they uh, absolutely nothing. yeah, <laughs> watching it, you, you, you learn that a lot of people have no idea what their rights are. This right here is changing that because it's putting it right at the tip of your finger in seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I watched one the other day where one of the officers, uh, uh, got an A plus one got an F because they were telling this guy was protesting holding up a sign. And they're like, oh, we're going to arrest you for disorderly contact. And they start arresting him. And the uh, the guy's uh, sergeant comes up. He's like, what are you doing? Arresting him. Why? Oh, it was not protest. It was an open carry guy. And uh, he was like, why? Because he's scaring people because he's open carrying. And the, and the cop goes, and the sergeant goes, he's allowed to. Uncuff him. Yeah, but I haven't identified him, <laughs> and he goes, he, 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 he doesn't have to identify himself. It depends yeah. on the state, but in, the, in this state, he, wasn't. he doesn't have to identify himself. He's like, I'm sorry, so you can go. And you basically, can, you see, yeah. you have to commit more cops like that. Yes, we need more cops. That comes in reforming our law enforcement. And you can't reform our law enforcement without reforming the laws that give them the power they have. Yes. You should not be mad at a law enforcement officer for violating your rights. Okay. You should be mad at the legislators for enacting laws or leaving laws in place that allow the law enforcement to violate your rights. Exactly.
I 100% agree. So uh, there's been a lot of new gun laws pushed in Virginia. We're almost out of time, but I just want to get the, a couple of gun questions out. Uh, how would you go about reversing stuff like, uh, for example, they got rid of, rest, uh, not reciprocity, they got rid of, um, uh, now I'm blocking up. They got rid of preemption. How would you get preemption back? You know, I, I'm not, I don't have a law degree. Okay. Um, there is a great attorney general candidate here in Virginia. I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, you should really have him on your show. His name is Chuck Smith. I think I talked to him before. He served over 20 years as a, a JAG officer in the Marine Corps. Really super smart guy. How I would get rid of them is would be by talking with him figuring out what we need to do on the legal side of getting rid of those laws. Because like I said, there are hundreds, excuse me, there are hundreds, if not a thousands of laws that currently violate the constitution. Now I can't just go in there and executive order everything because that's not going to fix it. That's, that's a temporary bandaid. We need to come up with a plan to fix it properly so it can't be attacked and changed in the future. And, and that's going to require, you know, some real tough thinking and some real hard decisions. But ultimately, it's going to require the people to stand up and vote on it because I'm not going to dictate. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to executive order. I'm going to put it on the ballot for the people to vote on. And once the people vote on it, that's the law of the land, folks. That's the way it's going to be. All right. Uh, Gorillas and Guns uh, wants to know, uh, do you think not having any political experience gives you a disadvantage? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, for the past two years, uh, I received a life-changing surgery that put me on my feet two years ago. And I went out and I bought a Harley Davidson. Uh, having been stuck in my home for 18 years, and feeling the way I, I did as a normal person, I, I couldn't sit still anymore. So I bought a Harley and I started riding around the state and everything was going on with Trump, you know, the impeachment, Russia, foreign interference. And I was talking to people and, and they were going, you know, I'm tired of career politicians. I want a regular person to run. I heard that from Democrats, independents, Republicans, libertarians, it didn't matter. They're tired of career politicians. So a regular guy that has no political experience, but has a connection to the people through life experience, street smarts, uh, you know, college education that didn't enter indoctrinate me one way or the other. Uh, they really love that. That's awesome. Uh, how can people support you? Hit that. That link right there, donate a dollar, five dollars, five thousand dollars, whatever whatever you can. Help me get to the next event. Uh, you know, help me fight the, the the tyranny and the oppression that's happening. Um go to my, my website, Santini4VA.com, you know, hit that volunteer link. Uh I need social media warriors right now. Uh my social media is gone. Facebook, you know, shut me out. Put my name out there. Let people know that I'm there fighting for you. 
set up an event, call me, make sure, you know, schedule an event with me. I don't care if it's 10 people or 10,000. I will be there. If I say I'm going to be there, I will be there if I have to walk for three days to get there. All right. That's awesome. Um, for those that are listening, the link that he is referring to will be in the description of the podcast. So wherever you get the podcast at, the link will be there, whether it's on iTunes or uh, or Podbean or um, wherever you'll get it. I'm going to give you the last word, so hold on for one second. Uh, I also want to say gun website says thank you for running of a non-politician. Um, I'll be I'll be doing this with all the candidates. Uh, one hasn't confirmed, but the other ones will be confirming. Um, I'm also going to put up uh, Kurt's other website um, right now, which should be up on your screen momentarily. There it is. Big letter, so you can read it. That will also be in the descriptions of all the podcasts as well, whether you get on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get this podcast from you'll be able to see it there if you're not watching it. And if you're on Facebook, it's there. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, it's there. If you're watching on Periscope, it's there as well. So all the video platforms, it's being shared right now. Um, I just want to say thank you for everyone watching. Remember, go to thegundies.com and vote for me. Vote for real journalism. Yay. Uh, most influential of the year. I'm very, 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 very not very Happy. good at the work, <laughs> I love you. Yeah. I want to be in the top four because fucking good drive tanks in Texas. <laughs> the the top yeah, four I of each category. I'm sorry I can't. Sorry. Right, uh, go to Peacetime's watch once once again. Here's my Peacetime watch. Uh, it's on sale for ten thousand dollars, and all the money will be to my niece if you buy one. It's kind of an expensive watch, but Zazer is a very famous artist that does like stuff for different kings around the world literally kings and emirs and shawls around the world but he's also a huge gun guy too believe it or not he's one of the only vocal people who are like very very famous artists who uh who are well, actually I, willing I to get to that, um, that that right there is why i'm fighting the, the people that uh, right there is everything positive that our country can be there's nothing negative about that all right. Um, and also remember, you can save the world by going to gunowners.org slash volunteer. We need help in Georgia, whether you make phone calls through our app or text through our app and all that is your number is not ever revealed. Or if you're in Georgia, you can go door knock on the 12th. We're going to be door knocking. I'll be there door knocking uh, with uh, IB8888, uh Tim Harmston from Military Arms Channel, Hank Strange, and a bunch of other uh, big YouTube celebrities are going to be door knocking. So if you want to go door knock with us on the 12th, let us know. And we'll be in Georgia trying to save the Senate, as I like to say. Uh, you know, vote. Go to gunowners.org slash volunteer and help save the country. Support me on Patreon. Actually, if you support me on Patreon, you support my projects right now. We are giving all 100% of the money to my niece who has uh, brain cancer. So all that's going there. We were able to buy her a laptop. Get this. My niece spilt milk on her laptop. Uh, she has brain cancer and it's, in her, and it's in her spine and everything. So she's having a hard time walking. So her laptop is... Actually, brought on the podcast. Her laptop is her like key to the world. 
And all the cancer treatments are very, very expensive. She spilt milk on her laptop and her laptop broke. Uh, we, I mentioned that on, actually, she mentioned that she was on my podcast. She mentioned that on the podcast. Within 20 minutes, we had enough money. People gave enough money to buy her a new laptop, which was like incredible. It was like, you just started saying ding, 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 ding. That's awesome. And I, I, I almost cried. I, I literally almost cried. I just all out there that haven't had some sort of effect to to cancer. Um, yeah. Father's a cancer survivor. My wife lost her mother to cancer. Uh, please donate to Mr. John Crump here. He he's doing everything right by the American people. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, and uh, that's it for me. I'm going to give you the final word. I'll put up your campaign website and. Uh, Go ahead. Give your best pitch for the people out there. I'm not a career politician. I'm a regular guy that can read through the BS, that has the backbone to say no, that has the integrity to, that is uncorruptible. And you want somebody that's going to fight for everybody, somebody that's going to try to unite us, somebody that's not going to try to manipulate the words and spin something into their favor you want me. I'm telling you, you're not going to find a better candidate in Virginia than me right now. I'm the guy that will come to your house and work on your car. I am the guy that will do whatever it takes to help somebody because I know what it's like to be pushed away, pushed aside, looked down on, and have nowhere to go for help. Thank you. Have a blessed day. God bless us all. And uh, John, again, thank you, sir. You're doing an amazing job. I appreciate what you're doing, brother. No, thank you so much. Uh, and like I said, we're going to be having the other candidates on too, giving everyone their time. Um, I keep who I'm supporting secret, so I don't influence anyone out there. <laughs> so I don't, I, I don't want to influ influence anyone out there. I want everyone to make up their own mind. Uh, I, I I know I know who you want me to support, but and, I, and, I know. you let and let me say this: you didn't tell me this, but I know. <laughs> I won't tell anyone any anything. It's uh, I think it's fair to all the candidates because I want to give everyone their equal time. And with the interviews, all, the MLN interview, these can go. The questions here can go anywhere, but the MLN ones, the ten questions for MLN, every single one of you guys got the same questions and i think it's just fair so people can read i'm all about fairness and with that uh <laughs> with that uh stay right there Kurt. i'll be right back and right back with you and i'll see you guys later